Today's podcast, as you might expect from a company like GB Labs and their CEO and CTO, Dominic Harland, is all about story. Thank you. Um, I think that having witnessed uh, storage throughout the years, um, I remember that I think my f- the first experience of media storage was running uh, four, four gigabyte SCSI drives in an array to be able to get about five minutes of uh, a slightly compressed video into, um, so we really started to <laughs> started to learn the uh, the differences between uh, what storage says it can do and the realities the reality. of what it can do with media. Yeah, um, and so I think that's what we're trying to get to today is uh, de- you know, determining the facts from the reality. Yeah, uh, it, it's a, it's a really interesting one. I mean, people. You know, people's opinion of storage is is anything from you know a necessary evil to storage. We have storage. I didn't even notice. Didn't even notice. Storage. Oh, so, right. um, you know, and, and it's it's really um, it, it's really very, not quite an afterthought, but certainly buried under the hood somewhere. Yeah, um, you know, I think that um, storage in media, uh, obviously, whether it's a tape storage, a disc storage, a central storage, or local storage. It, it is, it is uh, absolutely required. I mean, anybody who's using media, whether it's broadcast or corporate video or um, CCTV, whatever it is, um, yeah. you know, the storage is required. The lifeblood of media is storage. The, 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 you know, it has to be, it's a digital form and, and it yeah. has to be stored somewhere. Um, and more and more and more of it is yeah. only going to increase. Exactly. And, you know, the volumes are staggering. It, it, it is, and, and and I think more interestingly is actually that the the challenges of storing media is is very different challenges to storing uh, IT data. Um, Good point. You know, in, in the world of IT, we don't ever ever ask for part of a file. In media, we regularly ask for part of a file. For an example of that is that. More often than not, we've, we've shot five minutes, ten minutes, an hour of footage, and we want ten seconds of it, so we want part of that file. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not aware of any uh, IT people who want half a Word document or a bit of a, an Excel <laughs> document. Um, and, and, you know, apart from the size of the files, the way that, that any storage is designed to serve those files in IT is very different to that of media. Yeah. And that's really where I think that people struggle at a, at, a, at a base level to get why something that's designed in megabytes per second or IOPS for IT doesn't translate to that of deliverable of media. Yeah. It's just really, you know, in, in an IT world, um, you are wanting uh, to, serve, to serve your files, your data out. And it doesn't really matter if user A and user B have to wait a couple of many seconds or half a second to get their Word document open whilst, whilst you know, other users are being served data. Mm-hmm. If you do that in the media world, then what you see is frozen video or drop frames, and, and that's yeah. unacceptable. Yeah. So I think that um, you know, storage, storage in media is, is very much misunderstood, and I think that um, you, know, you, you really do need to have uh, a really good understanding and experience of, of how media uses storage to be able to really develop storage. And I think that a lot of companies, uh, users of storage in media, spend a lot of money 
on a lot of people to try to understand what's going on on the networks. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, what GB Labs have done is we, we've done that research. We've spent uh, 20 odd years um, doing uh, central storage for media companies really yeah, and from I think, the very start. I think that's really important to point out because you're, you're not coming at this from a uh, an IT world standpoint per se. Uh, you've been developing this specifically, your brand of storage, for the media world right from the start. Absolutely. So you understand the difference uh, yes. of those requirements. Yes. And, and you know, they are really key. Um, you know, the way that we can deliver... Uh, media files is, is unlike any other um, IT storage, and you know is 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 a lot um, faster and and smarter than than the, than the same technology as well. Um, and we really leverage today's standard server hardware, yeah, our software. So you're not buying. We're not we're not going back to the bad old days of proprietary hardware that costs a load of money. That's going to break down you can't get parts you know we are using you have to replace them three years time exactly you know we've got customers out there who've been using product for seven eight years um we've got products that are probably much older than that as well um but you know it, it's standard it server hardware as such and it's yeah. really the software that we've developed that really delivers that um storage for the media media specifically um you know and un, un, unlike other uh, industries also with media you have a lot of um, mixed workflow of quite heavy load mm -hmm. so it, it's not unrealistic for people to be you know copying from an SSD into the storage the latest camera rushes and that might be done from a few workstations at high speed they may well be getting stuff in from an Aspera or similar system mm -hmm. and that could be a load of DPX files for example so higher IOPS into the storage you might be serving out uh, data to edit suites at a time critical and, and can't have the latency or any drop frames. And there may be a render farm running in the background, which will be um, smashing the hell out of the storage as well. Yeah. So, and, it, and it's really been able for the storage to understand what's required of it and to adapt dynamically to that. And that helps to emphasize its longevity as well. As you said, you've had systems that have been in place for years and years and, and have many new systems going in as well that should last just as long. But it's because of that, the way you've designed them to understand the uh, requirements of it that enable it to attain that longevity and keep working as it should. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we try to get the very best out of uh, the small amount of hardware as possible. Um, by, by you use as few, as few discs as possible whenever yeah, possible by, right? by managing and optimizing um, how we're serving data and, and controlling yeah. the load on the disc we can give a better performance than than a typical central storage for any mm -hmm. given number of discs so um, by doing that we're also looking after the disc as well um, and, and, and that that does see a, a good life cycle of disc um, you know, I'll, I'll be I'll be clear. We don't use magic discs. Yeah, <laughs> there are finite limits. Yeah, of course. Um, but but you know, um, by being able to do that, you're using less rack space. You're losing less energy to power it. You, that means you're losing less energy to cool it as well. That's right. Um, so it, it you know, so in a sense, it's environmentally friendly, and it's also a little more friendly on the real estate costs that uh, for rack units. Absolutely, absolutely, yes, yeah. 
you know, I, I think one of the things that's interesting um, about the various definitions of storage is that you know, we've already discussed it can mean kind of one thing in an IT world and another thing in a media-oriented world. But obviously the two are, for good or ill, um, depending on who you talk to, are merging, are meshing, are coming together. But is there still a disconnect in your view as to, and I think we've already touched on this in a way, but... Is that part of the reason there's been a bit of a disconnect on the understanding of storage and storage requirements is because they just come from completely different worlds and are still learning about one another? I think there's, there's still um, <clears throat> very much uh, that perception. Um, and I think that, um, you know, the, the traditional fiber sand as such is, is really, um, you know, that is the... the the historic staple of the media industry yeah. that um, you know and I think that IT people tend to be more focused on yeah well can't we just get a NAS to do this you know we, 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 you know that must be possible mm-hmm. and then you've got the, 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 the media people who are like no 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 we have to use a SAN because historically that's the only thing that's sort of even attempted to sort of work um, and um, you know I think those are the two uh, stereotypical mindsets, if you like. Yeah. Um, and, and I grant you, they are stereotypical yes, mindsets. Yes, they yeah. are. Um, and along with those stereotypical mindsets, you know, on the one hand, the perception and perhaps the reality is that a NAS is simple to deploy, uses standard switching. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a lot of, you know, potential benefits to if if you could get a NAS to operate in the media industry. And I think on the other side, you know, with um, on a SAN system, if you have it doing a fairly narrow task per volume, uh, it can work uh, reasonably well. The, the problem is because there's no control under there. Um, as soon as you start loading it with, with mixed tasks, it doesn't really perform that well. You start to having to split it into different um, volumes, effectively different volume groups. And uh, it can start to get a bit messy. So, you know, I guess that probably 15 years ago we, we sat around a table and we decided, uh, can you imagine if you could make something that's as flexible as a NAS that was faster than the SAN? And uh, I guess luckily for, for us and for people who are using our products, that's exactly what we did. Exactly what you did. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, you know, any existing users will very, very happily share the... Uh, the information that you know genuinely we have a NAS mm-hmm. that's easy to use, easy to administer, that offers better performance uh, than a SAN, and and that really is the holy grail of storage because it allows your IT team to to manage the infrastructure, it allows your media team to just get on and work, and um, everybody else the storage is effectively invisible, which is really what it should be. Storage shouldn't be a drama. Storage should be a safe place for you to keep your files. It just works for you. Dominic, you've clearly stored a lot of intelligence. We appreciate you sharing some of that with us today. I look forward to our next podcast. That's all for now. No problem. Thank you. Cheers.